today on The Breakdown. Dario San Martino, Antonio the Magician Esfandiari, World Series of Poker 2019 main event. That's right. This hand has it all. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's a pretty cool hand, and it's one that actually we're, we're really curious about some of the decisions, not so much that Antonio makes, but that Dario does. Uh, Dario, who ended up finishing second in this event, ultimately, and we're, we're on day four, so they are going to be in the money, but far, far away from true glory, although Dario does sort of end up getting there. But this is a hand which, huh, I'm just going to say, huh, we're going to have to scratch our heads and see if we can figure this one out together. Right now on the breakdown... With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I see that you're trying some new stuff. Yeah, I'm, you know, bouncing around the room a little the bit. Ty- the type of stuff that'll piss the listeners off. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to do. You want Some of them like it. You want to piss off the listeners. That's, some, that's what you should do with the podcast. Some of them like it. A few of them like it, right? Maybe. There's no guarantee. We There's the one that someone just tweeted recently about how their favorite opening ever was the one where I did the he's not shooting, he's not firing chips, he's firing lasers. It was a spaceship one, which is actually my favorite opening ever, also. And it was like from a year ago or more, maybe a year and a half ago. And that I couldn't, you know, I broke up laughing in the middle of it, of course. Um, and you and me. You're my guy. I'm going to find that tweet and read it at some point, but I'm not going to find it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're gonna, still my guy, though. So so what you guys can look forward to later in the podcast is <laughs> about a two and a half minute period time where yeah. I'm talking about something strategic about the hand where I'm <laughs> saying things that Jonathan should be paying attention to that are going to be relevant to the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> He's then going to respond by saying maybe two of the four <laughs> things that I had just said back to me as if I hadn't said them. And then he's going to have the excuse of, I was trying to figure out other stuff and therefore it's okay that I did that. I'm going to try and stop doing that because I've done that too many times. (laughs) It's true. It's true. You know, I think like, I kind of, I assume I know where you're going sometimes. So I just turn off and like, look for the tweet. I'm like half listening. And then it turns out you were saying something with way more nuance and uh, sophistication than I was, I assumed and got screwed on that and, and looked dumb. And, you know, luckily we record all this and never edit it, so we just leave all the dumb-sounding stuff in there. It makes me feel great. Good for the old ego. But, yeah, that definitely happens. Someday I'll tell the listeners what we had to stop a video for because of what Jonathan said because it was so dumb. A video? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I, I won't say it. That now. was pretty bad. Yeah. I actually... You actually, oh, maybe we're thinking of different things. I'm thinking about the one where I demanded that we reshoot it. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, that you one. didn't stop the video. That was when you were like, we can go with that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, we no, can, we cannot. So we stop. Yeah. Yeah. I forced us to redo that. Do you feel that like one. telling people what it was? Or no, not? Uh, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, it's not the most shining moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, this hand was suggested by a longtime friend of the podcast and listener, Jay Wrecker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Rant on my drive to work, Jay Wrecker. Yeah. Rant while driving to work. Yeah, I think it there is. You go. Yeah. Anyway, Jay, of course, suggested on Twitter, included a, it wasn't a YouTube link because this was on PokerGo. We included a tweet from PokerGo that showed this hand because, of course, they had the World Series of Poker main event this past year. Yes, they as they seem to every year. For the past two years, yeah. Yep, every year. I'm just going to let it go. All right, so if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, mostly you're going to find these hands on YouTube. So we need you to include a YouTube link and timestamp the YouTube link and send it to our Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. That's all you got to do. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Let's go. Let's get into this hand. Okay. I'm ready. So it's day four of the main event, uh, yeah. meaning the 
everybody's happy that they've made the money. It's a, it's a reasonably big bubble. But, yeah. of course, the ICM implications are basically nothing for a couple days. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. For most, most people in the world, even. Like, you make the money. It's cool. If you survive all of day four, I think you go from a min cash to, like, doubling that money. Yeah, which so you is go from, nice. like, 15K to 30, which is significant for some folks. Like, but each individual pay jump is not, like, a right. huge deal. Right, right. And as opposed point. to, like, you get to, like, day six, day seven, it's starting to get interesting. Now you start thinking about the fucking mirage. Yeah. Although know? these guys, I don't even know how much they would care about those pay jumps, really. Yeah, maybe. Um, so so for these guys, this is all just ICM is not a part of, not a factor. They're just trying to play well against each other, for sure. Especially considering, like, it would take a massive cooler in the main event with so many fish still in for these two guys who are a hundred blinds effective yeah. to get all in against each other Correct. at this table. Like why would they do that when there's just money for the taking at the table? Absolutely. You know, it'd be just take a massive cooler. So as I said, they are very deep. Dario San Martino is the opener in the hand. He's got two fives in the hijack. He's got 2 million at 10 K 20 K. So he's got about a hundred blinds. Opens to 43K. Exactly 100 blinds, yeah. It's a lot better than 42K or 44K. Makes it 43K. It's the right number. Yeah. Fold San Antonio as Fondiari in the big blind. He's got 2.2 million. All right. He's All got right. ace-queen off. This is a spot that's like a pretty clear call when you're, when you're this deep and there's a lot of fish at the table against a good player, right? You don't really want to three-bet and put yourself in a spot. Um, for the most part, if you feel like Dario's like picking on, you know, raising a huge amount in late position, you could once in a while re-raise. This hand is, plays so well as a call, though. And plays really badly against a four bet. Yeah, I, th- I think mostly just call it. That's what Antonio does. Yeah. And you know Antonio, if he misses, is going to have to take a shot at the pot because, you know, there's just, there's like 116K out there, man. You can't just let that be there. You, you know, that's just for the taking. Yeah, of course, he would, in this case, he would probably assume it would be Dario doing it because Dario would be the C better. But I hear what you're saying all the same. It's That's Antonio, Antonio's famous Antonio line. line. He says so it. one thing he says every time, there's a flop. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and people miss, and people miss. And what a flop it is for Antonio. It's ace of spades, ace of clubs, six of diamonds. Yeah. So seems like... Antonio's ahead unless Dario has ace, ace, which is impossible. So can't so have, can so have that ace king or six, six. Those are the only hands, and or ace, six. Yep. Or or ace queen. It's not ahead of ace queen. Then he's not ahead. You're right. Ha 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 ha. He checks. Yeah. Should Dario see bet this board? Yes. Even though he has a showdownable hand. Yes. Mostly for protection. Yes. Let's let's just kill the equity. Not set up spots where we have to call a bigger bet, a relatively big bet on the river where we're sort of guessing. We'll just bet right now, deny equity, and that's that. This is a board that hits us a lot. It's fine. I think we should bet. What do you think? I, I think I agree. Dario decides he wants to deny equity the cheapest way he possibly can. Mm-hmm. He bets 20K into 116K. Right. He's saying, you just have to fold Jack 10 here, right? Like, how can you call Jack 10 even for 20K? So how should Antonio respond when he's flopped this well? Should he raise or should he call? There is a little... I mean, raising is not amazing because, you know, Ace King might do... Th- I think... I assume Dario's doing this with his all his strong hands, too. Oh, yeah. He's got to be, yeah. right? So, like, so like we could end up putting ourselves in some weird spots, but Ace-Queen is such a good hand here. We can think of value hands Dario would do this with that we're beating for sure. Like Kings? Like Ace-Jack, Ace-10, Ace-9, yeah. Ace-8. Like, you know, hands that will give us action if we were to raise right now. Sure. While Ace-King will also give us action, and two sixes will give us action for sure. Um... And A6 will give us action. Like, mostly we're, even his value range, we're way ahead of. I think we should raise right away. We're out of position. Let's just jump on this. He may think, he may misinterpret our raise as, like, we're attacking a very small bet 
He probably won't, though. He understands we're Antonio and he's Dario, right? Yeah. But still, I feel like we should just raise right away. It's going to go check, check a lot on the turn if he doesn't have an ace. And if he does, we should be building a pot. There's not much more to win anyway, is what I'm saying. Let's take, let's take a shot. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should treat his bet almost like a check that somehow gives us the ability to have another action. In it's the like hand. we're on the button somehow yeah. when he checks. Yeah. Yeah. And so Antonio does raise. I like it. I don't know about his sizing. He makes it 66. Still very small. Like it was 116 before Dario bet. So he's making it 66 into 136. 36, yeah. So less than half the pot. Yeah. He could, he could make it more. Yeah. It's possible. He's trying to make himself look a little weak. Also, again, I don't know if any of these bet sizing things are going to matter with these guys at this level. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is he making what, what's Antonio's plan? If, if Dario were to somehow come back with a race, that is a great question. I think he's going to call, but it's like now things are getting real shady. I mean, Dario makes it 145. You kind of have to call, right? But, but it sucks. What the turn Dario bets 260. And then we call, call the river. He bets 550, 500. And what I, if he bets a million on the river? You know? Right. What if he bets a million? What if, what if he bets 1.3 million? Yeah. I mean, I guess we fold to the massive overbets a lot since yeah. there's no obvious draws. It's a rainbow board, ace, six, and we call with some of the other stuff. And like, I can't really beat any value, but I just have to call with something. And this is one of the very, very best hands I can have. So I mostly have to call you down. It sort of sucks. I mean, Antonio can have a six and he can't have six, six, right? But that's it, right? And he can have whatever ace X cards come. Come. That's that true. Make full house. as true. well. But still, this is still one of the best hands we can show up with. We may think Antonio himself may be like, I never have ace king. I always three bet ace king. I don't know if he does, but he, he probably, probably he probably fought ace king in this spot like a decent amount. But he probably re raises it a lot too, right? Yeah. He may also re raise ace queen a fair amount sometimes here, you know, yeah. pre flop and be like, I mean, this is even a hand that I don't show up with. I sometimes I can't even show up with a hand this good. Sometimes, of course, yes, I can have some full houses, but absent the full houses, this is like better than I'm supposed to be able to have most of the time. You know, he yep. could talk himself into that. So I don't know if he's going to like, if this were to go all crazy, I don't think he can fold anyway. And it just could be like, ugh. maybe he can decide to find a fold on the river. If Dario, he calls a big bet on the turn. I don't know. This is the power of that 20 K bet. Even with ACE queen, it's like a little bit scary. Yep. It's like, well, what if he three bets? <laughs> right. It's terrifying. Cause I imagine Dario has some three bets in him here and some of them have Antonio beat. Some of them are air probably. I mean, Antonio may know, though, if Dario raises him to 140 and Antonio just calls, Antonio looks like he's got an ace, like kind of all day at least. Right. And is not folding. Right. Like, so if Dario keeps taking wax on turn and river, maybe Antonio can get away from this. I mean, of course, you can level that further. I know. You can go forever. And this is why if we were to use distribution, I think we're just going to have to find a call with ace queen. Which is a scary proposition. Luckily for Antonio, that's not the spot. He's right. He's get way ahead and it's fine. So, so far ahead, it's ridiculous. Antonio raised small over Dario's small bet. Yet Dario should still probably consider folding, right? He's put in three blinds. He has two fives on an ace six board. There's no flush draw. I mean, you can't have a flush draw. It, the good news is it's only two blinds to call. It's, you know, that's pretty great. It's what's one the, fifth of the pot to call. What's the plan? The plan is I hope Antonio is gives bluffing. Up. We hope he gives up, up immediately. That's I think the that's, only obvious I plan. I think that's a really ambitious plan. Like if Antonio has King 10 here and has decided to do this, I don't see him giving up. I will say one shot. I don't that that is problematic, but I will say that from a, like a defense frequency point of view, it's possible we're supposed to, if we're going to take a lot of shots with a lot of 20 K shots with everything, which I assume we are on this board, like maybe a hundred percent of the time we're betting 20 K. Uh, we have so many hands that are worse than two fives. Now they have ways to improve better than two fives, yeah, but, I it, think but they do the same against the range, 
right? Antonio's not doing this with a six. I don't know. Maybe he is. Oh, maybe he's bluffing with a six, and, right? And he might be doing it with a six because of the sizing being so crazy small. Well, he could do it also because then he blocks sixes yeah. full. But it's such a bad board to do it on where Dario certainly has I aces. think this is, uh, even with minimum defense frequency in mind, I think this was a fold. Maybe. 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 Um, Dario has all of the aces down to ace two suited. Yes. He's got kings, queens, jacks, tens, nines, eights, sevens. He's got six, seven suited, six, eight suited, maybe six, nine suited, yep. five, six suited. Yep. Maybe think, four, I six think, suited. I think hands like Jack 10 suited are probably better to call with in this hand. If they Maybe if they have ba- a back door yeah. along with it. It's a rainbow board, so usually your suited hand's going to have a back door. Yeah. That makes it look better for sure. Um, huh. Ugh, it's a terrible spot. It's I not mean, a terrible it's spot. It's not. You're right. You can just fold. You barely, You put three blinds in total. You just don't have to play this hand anymore. You're going to have an ace a lot of the time here. Yeah. You just don't this time. Yeah. But Dario decides to call, which yeah. I think is questionable at best. Yeah. I just know he's going to call, so I'm trying to find ways to justify it. You do that. I know. I, I don't like it. I don't like the call. No, I don't either. No, no. This. I think even if we have sevens, we can call, because at least we beat a six. Yeah, I, I think that's but, a big deal. Yeah. But not even having that, and we block seven, six. I mean, we block and, five, mean, like, six, whatever. And I think it's a huge deal that there's no flush draw on the flop, too. Yeah. Like, Antonio can't have a flush draw. Obviously, there's no straight draw. Antonio really does not have to take a shot at this pop, by the way. We both have 100 blinds. There like, are bad players at the table. There, there's just there, the pot is tiny, tiny, tiny. He just doesn't have to pick up this pot. It doesn't affect him in any real way. So that's sort of meaningful too. The fact that he decides to raise anyway, it makes me want to fold even more. Yep. You know, there's nothing. He's not desperate to win this pot. Winning this pot is not going to affect him very much unless he's got a monster hand. And he's trying to get value. Right. So that makes it even more like, yeah, I just want to throw my hand away and like find a better spot. Yep. I agree. So I don't like that. But what I do like is nitrogen sports. And their poker room. You love to do those like spoken word poems and, and raps, but not yeah. really raps anymore. It's called slam rhythm. poetry. Yeah, okay. slam poetry. Do you That's, want me to do a slam poem about nitrogen sports? I do. I'm ready for one of them. Nitro, Jen. <laughs> How have you found yourself today? Nitro, Jen. Do you not use the link? <laughs> Nitro, Jen, nitrogen. Wow. If I could clap and hold this microphone at the same time, I would. <laughs> yeah. But that's obviously impossible. That was a good slam poem. That was, you know, that was pretty great. That's how you do slam poetry. Yeah. Nice, anyway. Nice job. Yeah. I was actually really good at it in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so what was obviously said, I've said all of these words in that slam poem if you were reading between the lines, but I'll say them in layman's terms here. Sweet. If you use the link in the description of this podcast, when you sign up for nitrogen sports poker, you get access to our exclusive monthly poker guys tournament. It is a 100 millibit guarantee. There are 0.1 millibits to buy in. That is a very cheap buy-in. We never get more than 200 players, but guess what? The guarantee is a thousand players. We've never gotten close to that. No, not even close. We've never gotten close to 200 players, but you keep saying that in the podcast. I know. I don't know. I why. just think it's funny. You're it's like, just, I used to round all that stuff up. Now you do. It just doesn't matter. Start rounding up. It's, it's still like such an incredible deal. No, like, it's way better than that though. We got, we got like 120 players max, yeah. right? I mean, it's crazy. It's pretty cray. So much free money. Use the link, get on nitrogen, get you the poker. Also, they do sports bettings. Do they that. do. I love that. They, they do the casino games. Some people love that. You can roll the dice, the internet dice. Yeah. You should do that on nitrogen. Blackjack. People like that shit. Use that. Use the link before you do that, though. Yeah. I don't care if you're not going to play the tournament. Use the link. Use the link either way. Yeah. It matters. <laughs> it matters to us. <laughs> we want to get credit that you did it. Anyway, if you, bink, if you bink something in whatever game you play yeah. in nitrogen and you want to get your money out, they give it to you fast. 
It's a damn good deal. It's 90 minutes till you have your money. That seems like a legit deal to me. You should probably do it. That's not as fast as if you sign up for insurance uh, from that popular insurance company, apparently, and not as fast as that pizza place that delivers, but faster than Lawrence of Arabia, if you watch the entire thing, mm-hmm. and many other films, for that matter. Most films are more than 90 minutes. Actually, if you binge watch almost any series, TV series, it's faster than that. Almost any series. There's a few that probably should Yeah. But very few. Yeah. So uh, just to give you a relative sense of like how quick it is, it's pretty fast. You can watch the movie Phone Booth, wait 15 minutes, and then you'll have your money. Wow. Phone Booth is That's short. That's the shortest movie of all time. It's a very it? short yeah. movie. <laughs> 75 minutes. Yeah. Good, though. Pretty good. It's not bad, yeah. I mean, it's a fun idea. And you know, it's, it's, it's probably good they didn't try to extend it to beyond where yeah. it should have gone, because there's not really much material to mine there. It's just a dude in a phone booth. <laughs> yeah. He's sweaty, and you know things are happening. Katie Holmes, I love you. Yeah, she she's a bad actress. Anyway, moving along. I just don't like her as a person, and then you're and you're taking her. No, no, I really think she's a bad actress. It's crazy. She's one of the best young actresses out there. What are you talking <laughs> I don't about? Know. I'm just saying words. Uh, let's get back to it. Okay, so Dario is called for. Whatever reason he decided. Yeah, he decided Antonio's bluffing. He decided that his bet made Antonio bluff because Dario bet so small. He bet one sixth pot. Dario's Italian. Yes. A lot of people have problems with Italians on this show. And by a lot of people, I mean you. (laughs) So this is a good time to talk about that. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Go ahead. It's okay. Share. I have no problems with Italians. I love pizza. I'm a quarter Italian. I look Italian, (laughs) sort of. Yeah. A little bit. Maybe. If you ever said that guy's an Italian, I'd be like, yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, so kind funny. of an Italian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe. I'm a little bit Italian. <laughs> are you pro, since, since, you're, since you're Italian, are you pro or anti-Mussolini? <laughs> gotta be pro. <laughs> I mean, gotta support your country, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. He's still, he's still kicking, right? Uh, you know, him and Tupac. Uh, are you pro or anti-Italian uh, airlines? Which Italian airlines? The, the Air Italia. I didn't know that was a thing. Say it is. <laughs> I, I guess I'm pro. I don't know. <laughs> okay. How about the flag? Do you like the flag of Italy? Yeah. Do you? What's wrong with the flag? Green. You like that? Yeah, it's good. You sure you're not lying just to like, you know, make sure no one rises up against you? <laughs> I like the flag. <laughs> I don't believe you. Guys, I think he's lying about the flag. Let's go back to the... Okay. <laughs> you're a weird man. All right. There's 248K in the pot now. Yeah. So 25 or not 25, 12 and a half blinds. Turn is the eight of clubs. Shouldn't change anything. Super sick. Doesn't change anything. Yeah. Should Antonio keep going for value? Yes. He got called. Dario has a lot of weaker aces in his range. Dario has pocket kings, pocket queens, pocket jacks that he might continue calling with. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say Dario has ace eight and Antonio probably doesn't based on the action on the flop. I don't think Antonio's check raising ace eight very often. True. Yeah. Um, Just because it's so much harder to get value, of course, from worse hands. There's less of them. Uh, but you just got to bet here as Antonio, right? And again, we're like, I bet, and I really hope he doesn't raise because then I'm going to need about 10 minutes to think about what the fuck to do. Yeah. And then we're, then we're, if I call, I'm going to have to need another 10 minutes on the river if he bets again kind of a thing. But we can't worry about that right now. We just got to worry about getting value from worse aces, which we're usually going to be able to do here. Yeah, seems reasonable. So Antonio does bet he bets 118 into 248. This is a pretty Super re- callable. reasonable sizing. I mean, if you've got ace 10, you just have to call. But if you have two fives, you kind of have to fold. Like, you probably your experiment fold. is over. Like, oh, he bet again. Like, he doesn't have king jack very often. It looks like I have an ace, and he's still betting. 
And in fact, Antonio does hope he has an ace and thinks he probably does and is still betting. I mean, not that this is a good reason, but on the flop for Dario to call, he'd have to think that Antonio was just pure bluffing on yeah. the flop and that he would probably keep bluffing on future streets because mm-hmm. he's not like just a one a one shot guy. And Antonio is the kind of guy who we I mean, if you go back to way, way, way back when like high stakes poker, that hand against David Benjamin, if you remember this hand where David Benjamin had Jack Deuce and Antonio had like four or five of spades and they I think David Benjamin raised pre and Antonio called and David like flopped uh, a jack and bet Antonio like raised and ended up like four betting the flop with no hand and no draw. And David like turned two pair and he checked and Antonio like bet huge and David called and Antonio just had nothing, nothing at all. He bet like, he lost like a hundred thousand dollars in the hand. That was back when that was a monstrous amount of money to lose in a poker hand on TV. Like no matter what. Yeah. We'd never I, seen anything like that. I would imagine Antonio's game has changed a bit yeah. and that this is also the main event, which is where he's going to like protect his chips a lot more Agreed. than in a cash game. Agreed. At the same point, he has a lot of chips, so he could take a few more shots. He gives him, you know, having 110 blinds to start the hang does give him a little more license to take some chances. That said, this is an odd chance to take. I think he would normally be shutting it down a lot on the turn. I'm not, not always with bluffs, but a lot of the time once he gets called, don't you? I kind of disagree. I think that that's why I was saying that I think that that's a reason that Dario could consider calling here. But I don't like the reasoning behind it. The reasoning behind it is hey, he decided on the flop that Antonio was bluffing enough of the time. So he's now following that up to justify the flop call. And I right. never think that's a good idea to mm-hmm. make a current decision based on previous decisions to justify those decisions. Well, I mean, you make it sound like that's the way it went, though. But I think it could just as easily be I don't believe him. So I'm not folding flop. And I'm not like I'm calling him down. Like, I just don't believe But it's him. not 2007. You know, that could, like, but that I could don't... be your plan. Like you're playing. If he bets again, I'm calling as opposed to like I justify that, you know, one by the right. Other. I agree. I agree. But like we have to use modern methods to try to figure this stuff out. And I think most modern methods would argue that fives is a fold on the flop. And if you get to the turn, it's definitely a fold on the turn. I agree completely. So let's try and come up with reasons why Dario might be making these, this call. And the best one I have beyond like he has a live read or something like that, which would yeah. be incorrect if he has a live read. So I'm yeah. even less, I'm even more skeptical, I should say, that he has Yeah, one. he's making the call if that wasn't clear. Oh, yeah, he's not going to fold because we wouldn't be doing this hand yeah. otherwise. Um, is that like Antonio's been check raising like these like polarized boards a lot and like continuing a lot on the turn. He's just seen like way more than the frequency should be. And he's like, you're just taking lots of shots lots of times. And so uh, my job is to pick you off here. Like that's the that's the best and only reason I can really come up with to call down here. Yeah, but even he, even even just to call the river bet, forgetting about any. I'm oh, sorry, might, sorry, turn bet. You might be at this table thing. for a long time with Antonio's Fondiari. You can find better spots to make that choice. I agree completely, a hundred percent. And again, we had we had only in the beginning we put in one blind on the flop. We can just fold and put in one blind another time and have top pair and not fold. You know. Be so much better, or have a draw, or rep a draw, or something. But we have a hand that's like we're just holding on for dear life, and you know those little claws aren't always going to hang on to that tree bark. You know, sometimes you're going to tumble on down. Precisely. You know what I'm saying. So ultimately, like I don't really have much to say about this other than like Dario is just deciding that Antonio is bluffing. He's just made that decision, and there's no real reason he doesn't have blockers to anything. The board is not coordinated in such a way that you'd expect Antonio to bluff with heavy, heavy frequency. You know, like he doesn't have semi bluffs. There's no semi bluffs to be had on the flop. Could it be that Dario thinks that Antonio, it's really hard for Antonio to check raise an ace because the only, the only aces Antonio would really have would be big aces, right? Once, once he gets his check raise called, 
Like I, like we were saying, Ace Eight or Ace, yeah, Ace Eight because Nate came in on the turn. Like Antonio doesn't really have Ace Eight, right? Well, because we don't think he check raises very often. I mean, you did say that, and I did agree with you, but that might not be true when Dario sizes bet, it. Yeah, he, he bet one sixth pot. I know. I was thinking that too, even as I said it. So like, that, I don't think I don't think we can make it's that a harder to know. I don't think we can make that universal assumption based on the sizing. But then it's so much harder for Antonio to get value, even with Ace Eight, right? Like apparently not. Fair enough, but like Antonio wouldn't think. He's like, there's a, there's a few worse aces that I probably, by the way, might chop with anyway a fair amount. Who knows, depending on how the board comes out. You know, um, There are some worse aces that pay me up, but there's a lot of better aces too, and it could get, could get a little choppy. I, I could see why Antonio might raise any ace over this bet on the flop. It, it could just be like, okay, this kid bet 20K. What the fuck? That sucks. He's probably going to check back the turn if he doesn't have me, if he has a showdownable hand. I want to take control of this pot right now and be able to bet the turn if he calls. Like, but if you don't, th- but wait, but if he doesn't have an ace, how is he supposed to call? Like, what's he, there's some hands he can call with, but mostly not, right? Like, mostly he's going to fold. So how does that, how does that thought process work? I mean, maybe mind? he's not mostly going to fold if he has pocket pairs in general. If he has any pocket pair over the six, maybe you expect to follow up call because of the sizing. Well, how about on the turn? Like, if we had two sevens, would you still call on the turn? If I were Dario? Yeah. No. Me either. So I'm just saying, like, I'm not sure, like, if you've got a bad ace, if there's, if there's how much value there really is in Antonio. Like, as opposed to, like, being a more of a bluff-catching type spot where Dario could decide to really try and push us off a medium pocket pair or a six or something like that. Yeah, if we just I go mean, check call. That's, that's reasonable. But, so, but I'm, not, I'm not saying he can never have an ace eight, but I think it's, he's got to be so much more careful with that kind of a hand. He can get himself in so much trouble with it. I mean, like, it's, it's such a huge parlay, though. Like, Antonio's got to be bluffing with something non-showdownable, too. Like, I, mm-hmm. I said King-10 earlier. He might call. He might check call yeah. the flop with King-10. That's true. King-high's good enough of the time for a 1-6 pot bet. For 1-6 pot bet, yeah. For one blind, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I would expect him to call with, with all those kinds of hands, now that I think about it, and not raise very often. Yeah, I mean, like, the, we can argue this in circles however long we want. Distribution demands a fold for Dario. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is we're, tr- we're trying to come up with why he might decide to call because obviously he's not using distribution, right? He's yeah. using something else. So what I'm saying is maybe one of the ways he's trying to figure this out is he thinks Antonio's only going to check raise really big aces and maybe he thinks Antonio doesn't have very many big aces because he three bet a lot of those, especially when Dario opens in the hijack, which is relatively late position. And it's Dario. He's going to open more than most players. I don't know right? if Antonio would three bet a lot of those. Like well, in, in the main event when you're super deep against a good player, he right. might just be protecting his flatting range there and mitigating variance. I, th- I mean, it seems that's the case since he has ace queen, yeah. right? And I but think that, he might do that with ace king some of the time too. Okay. But Dario probably doesn't think that that's, he thinks at least some of the time he can eliminate some ace kings and ace queens and maybe even other aces, maybe, yeah. you know, in his mind. And so he's like, and can you really do this? Can you really take this line with ace 10 or ace nine anyway? Would you really? I mean, he has, he has all available combos of ace six and six, six. Yep. Oh, I would have folded. You have yeah. to understand, I'm not arguing for a call here. I'm yeah. trying to just get into Dario's know, head and how he might do it. Um, so, but I'm saying that that at least is a way you could say, like, you should be afraid once I call the flop bet, you should be checking a lot of your aces here, right? Or betting, I guess you could bet defensively with them. But, like, it, like if you have ace nine and Dario just called the check raise and you just had decided to check raise, you could continue if you want, but you could just be valuing the hell out of yourself. And, you know, folding out all the worse hands and getting action, not all, not but a lot of the worst hands. big on the turn. He's betting less than half the pot. Right. So he could be just kind of controlling the pot. Right. So, now it's, so now it's defensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so he could be taking that line. But if he's trying to be defensive with his ace, he could also just check call, check call, check call, and lose even less chips when he's behind and keep the bluffs alive. Right. 
I'm just saying, bad aces I'm, don't play super well as a check. Yeah, aces. I mean, I feel like we're doing a lot of mental gymnastics here yeah. to justify a bad play. No question. That's yeah. all because distribution is not the way Dario got here. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what it is. And so this is my hypothesis. Could it be like table captain stuff? Maybe these guys have been fighting for table captain. You know, sometimes this happens in really well structured big events where like there's two or three clearly best players at the table and they end up fighting each other quite a bit because whoever wins that overall fight gets to be the guy who steals all the blinds from the bad players all the time. And that's massively valuable over the course mm. of eight hours, however long the table lasts. Could that be it? I mean, maybe doesn't seem super likely to me, but maybe, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe Dario's thinking like Antonio's like whatever, four to my left. It's not ideal, you know, and if I can put a little hurt on him, maybe he'll like not make plays at me in the future. So I'm going to like call down a little lighter, but he should only be but doing that to, if you think Antonio's wider. You have to wider. be able to put a hurt on him first. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to put a hurt on him when you have two fives on yeah, this board. it really is. It really, really is. I mean, what is Dario supposed to be calling down with that isn't an ace here? And that, like it's worse than an ace. So like pocket kings, he should probably call the turn with. Maybe, right? maybe pocket queens. I think like any six is a better candidate than most pocket pairs because you block sixes full and ace six, which are... Two, Antonio's two right. most reasonable check raising hands. Okay. So any six, any ace, kings, yeah, queens. Yeah. Then like jacks start to get questions. Jacks by is turn. where it's hard to know, right? I think tens we could really start to consider throwing our hand yeah. away. Um and then tens, maybe we start to use distribution again to think about like, well, what else? What did we actually call the flop with? Right. How how far down do we go for jacks and tens and stuff like that? Yeah, because because once Antonio bets the turn, even though it's only six blinds. There's also the threat of the river bet, right? And if right. He, and like that's going to be more, and it's going to. This is starting to get a little bit real. We're not there yet, but we're close to a to a real situation here, you know. And we have two fives, <laughs> yeah, or or whatever else we have, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think kings. We're just going to have to close our eyes and call on this board against a guy like Antonio, right? Even though we're like he doesn't have that many bluffs. Yeah, probably. I can't, I can't be completely exploitable here, right? Right. But we would still probably be doing a breakdown about it if Dario right. had kings, right? But he has fives. Right. And so. also, kings play so much better because if Antonio is doing it with a hand like jack 10 or queen jack, like he doesn't have outs against us. Right. Unlike if we have two fives where he has all the outs against us anyway. Like our equity is so much better. We, we can have yep. his other hands in equity jail and fives does not. Yep. Fives, by the way, if the six pairs were in trouble, forget about like if Antonio has jack 10. Yep. Like he has nine outs against us if he's not already ahead. This is a bad time to call. Well, I tried really hard to find a way. I know you did. And maybe there was maybe there was a live read. I appreciate that you tried. A live the read. live read was wrong. If yeah, it was but it there. could still be a live read. Anyway, Dario calls. Yeah, Dario calls. How can he call? Yeah, is the opposite of how can he fold? If, if Dario had folded, Antonio would turn his hand over. Like how did, how could you fold? Which Probably. is almost the title of our book. It's close to it. It's, how can he fold? Is the title of our book. How can he fold? How. how? Can he fold? How can he fold? Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. That's right, Jonathan. That is our book. It is available for purchase in both internet form and paperback form. Yes. If you would like the ebook, you can go to thepokerguys.net. That link is in the description of this podcast. You can get the ebook right there, right now. You can also take the link to Amazon right there, right now, and order the paperback from Amazon. Yeah. Which is a great idea as well. If you do that, or if you've already done that, please go ahead and leave us a review on Amazon. It'll make a big difference for us. It is a book that we spent a long time working on. It's big time tournament hands involving the best players in the world. We break them down 
have a conversational back and forth or two to five page fun bite-sized chapters. And, uh, you know, we have fun with it, but there's also a lot of analytical insight in there. We spent a lot of time making sure we thought that our analysis was on par with what we think is our best possible analysis, Mm. right? Starting with the least complex hands, ending with the most complex hands. There's a lot to learn throughout the book, but by the end, you're really into the deep, deep weeds. And so if you're like a, a, a big time podcast listener, just for, for you guys and, and girls who are podcast listeners, and you really enjoy the podcast and you, you feel like you learn from it, but sometimes you feel like at certain discussion points in certain hands, it gets a little bit over your head. It's kind of like a training tool to listen to the podcasts almost, because if you can get to the last hand and understand the last hand in the book, you're going to get everything we're saying in this podcast, every podcast that we ever do. Right, Jonathan? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a pretty cool primer. Absolutely. It's really, it makes it, I mean, they fit together really well. They do. They're a nice companion piece to this. They do. And we think it's uh, the best study material we've ever produced because obviously it's like the written word. You can look over it. You can make notes on it. You can study with your friends and you can even disagree with us and and let us know on Twitter and all of those things. And that would be fun as well. Yeah. At the end of every chapter, we actually summarize the chapter as well with key takeaways. Right. Things like that. Um, Yeah. We think this is a poker book you'll actually read. We think you'll have strong emotions. You will laugh. You will cry. You will hit your sister or brother at least once because you're an emotional being and it's sure. okay. It's okay to be human. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> but we, but it also it's a great gift for those same sisters and brothers. Yeah. The good old January <laughs> gift. Uh, I love those. There's nothing wrong with giving out gifts in January yeah. or birthdays. Yeah. Arbor Day. By the way, Valentine's Day is coming up. You have a sweetheart who loves poker or if, might one day love poker. It's so perfect. for example, if you are um, a 42 year old man, who is married to a woman yeah. who knows you play poker but doesn't want to hear about it ever. Hates hearing about hates it. Hates hearing about it. Wishes you would shut up about poker. Yeah. On Valentine's Day, here's what you do. You buy this book and you give it to her and yeah. you'd be like, listen, this has stuff about distribution in it. This has stuff about... There's a whole combinatoric section. You, you should read this, honey. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, too, is just forgiving to anyone else. Um, giving it to all your friends who hate poker is great because if you buy a, a gift for someone and they don't want it, you get to you get to keep it, and so you buy something you like for yourself, and it's great. It's a good little, but you get points for trying to buy them a gift anyway. So you gift points for free. All right, just get yourself the book. Okay, moving along. Use the link to get access to the book. All right, we have the old uh, the normal two fives still in Dario's hand here on the uh, ace, ace, six, eight board where he's called a check raise and then bet on the turn with Antonio with the ace queen. Yeah. Pot's not insignificant now. It's 484K. Mm -hmm. The river is, uh, as you might expect, vomit-inducing. It is a five. It is the five of hearts. Dario somehow now has the best hand. Life is unfair. It's really ridiculous. Although life has been quite generous to Antonio so far, so we don't need to feel too sorry for him. Correct. Okay. Obviously, this is disgusting, but let's talk about what should be done. Okay. Should Antonio go for uh, essentially fourth barrel to get four streets of value here? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. No to, question to about it. To get called mostly by ace, jack, ace, 10, and ace, nine? Yeah. Or maybe other aces that don't believe you. Yeah. But sure. Like, there's certainly more than enough out there that can call us that we're beating. How should he size it to ensure that he gets called by those and doesn't game theory disaster himself? Um. Good question. Um, well, I, I don't think we should go insanely big. I don't think we should go polarizingly big. I think we should go normal-ish. I would probably bet... There's how much in there? 484? Yeah. I would bet, I think, a little more than half the pot. 
personally. So like 265 seems about right to me. Okay. How much would you go? I want to get called by Kings, Queens, and Jacks too. Mm. Maybe tens if he's holding on. I think I want to go like 180. Oh, wow. Something like that. I worry that like those, like they may, maybe they, maybe they call anyway because they've just decided to, but like I worry that it looks so, so transparently for value. Now, maybe Antonio's got all the gears and it's okay and he can, I imagine bl- he, he can does. have bluffs just like this, maybe. But. I imagine he does have all the gears and also in the main event, especially, be even more so than other tournaments, like river sizing is smaller than normal because people value their tournament life so much in general that like generally river sizing is just smaller. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, let's not. Let's not get ourselves in yeah. any situation. Let's not here. go crazy. Also, the, the good news for Antonio is if he bets smaller, if he bets big, well, betting bigger means if you get raised, you can make easier decisions, right? True. If you bet 500K and get raised, even if you, you get min-raised, you just fold. Yeah. yeah. You bet you bet 180, you get raised, it's a tough spot. Yeah, that's true. So even 265, you get raised, it's not as tough as 180 and getting raised, right? Because the raise is going to be um, smaller on the 180, and you're going to feel like... I'm going to know, I'm going to less know what to do. Yeah. It looks like you have value, but it looks like it isn't super strong. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you think Antonio can have bluffs here for 180, then maybe Dario's right to be calling down. Just, just like walking this path for a second. I know we use all the distribution stuff to understand why he shouldn't be here with fives. I get that. But like, it, it sounds like you're saying you think Antonio can absolutely still show up with bet 180 and not have it. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if, I guess if we're calling down with kings, that's fine, right? Yeah. And queens, like, that's how we deal with it, not, yeah. not five. So it's really, so, I mean, of course, that's the distribution, ar- distribution argument. We know it. But just saying, like, I think it's, it's not like he never shows up. I mean, I think it's tough for Antonio not to have it in general here. Right. As, I agree. As played. I agree. I think he kind of always has it. Yeah. Well, Dario has it more now. Yeah. Anyway, Antonio is a bit more in line with your sizing. He, he does bet, and he bets 233. Yeah. So, ultimate question now for Dario is. How embarrassed should he be, number one? And number two, should he raise or call? Obviously not folding with fives full. It seems to me he should just call. That seems pretty obvious. Like, yeah. like what are you getting called by if you raise? Like, we believe Antonio would probably find a fold if he's raised. Like, if Dario queen, makes right? it 650, yeah, Antonio's probably folding. If he's probably folding ace-queen, then there's nothing we can really get value from because we yeah. think Antonio, while he maybe has a little bit ace-king, not very much, he might not call ace-king anyway. Uh, right, because what's Dario raising? He just has right. a random bluff. It's like... He's, a, he's not a, raising ace-jack. He's right. not Anton Morgenstern. He's not raising ace-queen either on the river, no. I don't believe. So he's raising ace-king or better, probably full houses only. Yeah, I because I, Antonio has never slowed down. He could easily have full houses Totally. Himself. So I think it's a really clear just call here with two fives. If Yeah, I mean, if I think we just have to have a... If we have ace-six, we can raise. Like That feels like kind of the bottom of our... Six six is like probably not a raise anymore. Honestly, probably when the eight comes in, Antonio's barreling away since he can have ace eight and ace six. It's tough to raise anything worse than ace is full. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. So so Dario calls. It feels like a pretty straightforward call. He played the river great. Love it. But of course, then the hands get put on their backs and Dario looks as embarrassed as he should. It's pretty great. Yeah. He's and, like, he just like puts his head down, kind of laughing, just like, sorry, man. <laughs> and Antonio like stands up and like, like he just like got slightly burnt by something. Yeah. Like he pulls away quickly and is like, nice, nice hand. He it's like a, so hard for him to say nice hand. Like, he, yeah. I mean, imagine Helmuth's reaction. Can oh you imagine for Helmuth's reaction if this hand was played exactly the same and Helmuth was the guy? I mean, we've seen him react to things like this before. But I don't know if, but he reacts to things as if they were this that are far. Of course. 
far well, less. We have egregious. seen really bad things happen to him too, and you know, yeah, and he reacts very strongly to those. I mean, yeah. it's great. It's great. No, Antonio takes it way better, but still, Antonio is a classy guy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that pot didn't hurt Dario on his run to the main event final table, where he ultimately got second to Jose and Ensan. Yeah, I mean, it's nice five million dollar score. Antonio loses like 400k in this uh, in this pot. It's not is, insignificant, but of course he gets to stick around. But I think he busts day five or something, maybe even know. late day four. But this is the nice thing when you're this deep, like you can lose 400k and you're fine. Like he still has two, 1.8 million chips, yeah. right? He's still got 90 blinds. It's fine. It does, it's not really significantly different, materially different than having 110 blinds. The only difference is the, the actual chips themselves, which of course, as the blinds keep going up, it matters more yeah. and so on and so forth. But 90 is still a great spot to be in. So that's not, that's one of the real values of having a big stack as you move along in a tournament is you can absorb stuff like this and it doesn't have to affect you so much. Great analysis by Jonathan Levy. Having a big stack in a tournament is, <laughs> is good. Well, you know, I feel like I'd a lot rather of people, have a big stack than a small stack. A lot of people don't really play for the big stack though. You know, and in terms of the kind of guy who often will play for a big stack. Yeah. Right? And so there's, and there's value. This is one of the values of it, right? He's not like a prime example of it though. He's not like no. Calvin Anderson or somebody right. like that. Right. You know? That's why that's one of the main reasons why these guys do it. Right. Yeah. So they can, they can go a little crazy and it doesn't hurt them as much. They, they can absorb beats. They can, all these good things come of the, and people are afraid to play against the big stack a lot. You know, people just get out of your way. A right. Lot. It's kind of actually like the Sean Deeb philosophy. Like Sean Deeb has a really good ROI in tournaments, but like, cause like when he makes the money, he goes deep typically, but he also mm-hmm. is like often the first guy out of tournaments cause he's just willing to go mm-hmm. for it early. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Anyway, didn't work out for Antonio, and I mean, he made a little money, but Dario, he made some real money in this tournament. I mean, Dario won like $4 million. I think it was five. Oof, man. So good. Yeah. Yeah, probably five. Yeah. And then he, uh, then he finished third in the World Series of Poker Europe main event. Yeah. I mean, what kind of year is that? It's a good year, Jonathan. That is, that has got to be, it's not, no, it's not, it's nothing like Kata. Even though Kata has had multiple right. you know, opportunities because there's so many, only like 500 people enter like the World Series of Poker Europe. Yeah, it's not, it's not even close. But it still is super impressive. It is very impressive. But what Joe Kata did is the most impressive, probably poker tournament thing that's I mean, been done. We say that. It's not really true, right? Because like what, it's just like, it's a little bit random. It's a little bit this. It's a little bit that. Like, but, sure, sure. But it's, it still is super impressive. So you hate Joe Kata and you want to crap all over his family. Joe Kata sucks. Actually, Joe Kata is fine. Okay, so don't say you that. Got to save yourself a little bit there. I, I like Joe Cata. <laughs> I do. So too. I didn't mean it. He wasn't in this hand. No. <laughs> <laughs>